If you're like me and you, you don't plan, then what is it? If you don't plan to fail, you play. I don't know. Yeah, you get what I mean. We got we to gotta actually plan out a little bit for Lent. Hi, I'm Colin and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance in the midst of our busyness and opportunity in the midst of our mess. I don't think any short podcast is going to give you balance and clarity forever and ever. I hope though that each week we can help you to take a step forward. Let's do a little bit of a Lenten pregame podcast. We've got a little bit of time, and uh, where I live specifically, we have a a whole mechanism for this that we call carnival season. And part of the Lenten pregame, and I do prescribe this, um, is to enjoy the good things that God made. Do so in a, a balanced and ordered way, but for the next week and a half, enjoy that God made food very good. If you can get you a king cake, then get a king cake and discover that God made it very good. And and maybe as you take one delicious bite, you can just turn your mind and your heart toward your creator (laughs) Um, or whatever it is that you enjoy. It's not bad to enjoy it. Do so in a way that, uh, in the words of St. Augustine, reaches out, well, in the sort of inverted words of Augustine, (laughs) reaches out for creator through creation. That's uh, the proper spirit of carnival. And it is actually, to make a little bit of an apology for New Orleans culture, a lot of what what I have seen on parade routes is is more like that. It's family. It's fun. It can be really good. Don't buy all the hype. There are some unfortunate things that happen with Mardi Gras celebration, but there are some very fortunate and good things that happen too um, when we observe it in a properly Catholic way. So that can be part of our, our Lenten pregame. But also, we've got some work to do. Because if you're like me and you, you don't, if you don't plan, then what is it? If you don't plan to fail, you play, I don't know. Yeah, you get what I mean. We got we to gotta actually plan out a little bit for Lent. So let's talk about the three categories you want to be looking at. And I'm going to recommend a couple of blogs that are out there. One that I did last year, which is called 25 Weird Fasts or 25 Weird Things You Can Give Up for Lent. I think that's what the actual blog is called. And this year, there's one that's coming out that's going to be 20 out-of-the-box things to do for Lent. And what I was trying to do in those two blogs was balance out one, um, the category of fasting and sacrifice, and also the category of prayer and almsgiving. So the church is going to give us a prescription for how we can live out our our prayer life and our, our personal life during the season of Lent. And it's in prayer and fasting and almsgiving. And we model those three things um, from Christ himself, Christ who is driven out by the Holy Spirit into the desert and who fasted for 40 days. And during that time of fasting, he communed deeply with God the Father. And in doing so, and in working out the interiority of his life, he did battle against sin and temptation and and came out victorious. And the fruit of that were three years of intense self-giving. Um, and in those years of intense self-giving, continued prayer and and perhaps uh, continued fasts from periodic uh, for periods of time. Uh, however, that kind of worked along with the Jewish calendar in the first century. But prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, those are the three things you want to look at. Fasting, in its tech Technical strict sense does mean to uh, to not eat or to not drink. Um, so I would expand to say, like, well, fasting and, and sacrifice, they're things that we abstain from. Um, and I have a, a very long list that you can take a look at um, in 25 Weird Things to Give Up for Lent. Those are things that we, we say no to, not because they're bad, but because we love God more. 
They're things that we hold back from so that we can be empty and God can fill us, so that we can enter into solidarity with Christ and solidarity with the poor, so that we can um, grow in, in sort of flexing our, our spiritual muscles and not on our own willpower, but so that we can create space for, for grace to really do that within us. Prayer. I had an interesting insight today that I was asking my students, just uh, I put at the bottom of their test, hey, what can we do for you? You know, like what in this class can we can we do to help you in your walk with God? And somebody just got real about, you know, last night I was really trying to pray and I'm not really sure how. And interestingly, we're reading the Sermon on the Mount and the, the disciples asked Jesus, how should we pray? And he gives them the Our Father, but he's not just given them um, like a memorized set of words. He's he's teaching them the very posture of prayer. So Lent is a time for you to grow in interiority and real communion with God. And fasting goes with prayer. When we fast, when we're empty, when we're poor in spirit, and when we're when we hunger and thirst, literally, and and in our hearts for for righteousness and holiness, then there is a space for God to fill. So that fasting can be a great aid to prayer. I'm not a fan of people who will say, well don't give up something for Lent, do something for Lent. I would say, you missed the point. When we give something up, when we enter into that spirit of, of prayer and sacrifice and empty ourselves out, then we are empowered to, to pray more deeply and therefore to give alms, to do the thing that, um, that I think everyone with good intention has in mind when they say, well, don't give something up. But I'm saying if you give something up and you, uh, you enter into that that state of, of emptiness and allow God to fill it, you will be more charitable, that there will be um, an outcry from your heart. Um, again, pointing you to something you can read after this, look at that list that I did this year of 20 out-of-the-box things you can do for Lent. There are some suggestions there for ways to enter more creatively into, into the liturgy, um, some like a staycation pilgrimage that maybe you can take in, in, your own, um, in your own parish boundaries or within your own diocese, just ways that you can be more intentional about making a gift of yourself to others. But really, all three, you want to be thinking about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And as you prepare, get yourself a slice of king cake, maybe a, um, maybe some red wine, I don't know, uh, a steak, perhaps, whatever you're into. But as you enjoy those things, anticipating the season of Lent, thank God for the very good things that he has made. For, um, for a good food and good wine tells us of the great glory of God. And if you think uh, if you think that good stuff that you're enjoying now is good, wait until you taste and see the goodness of God himself. So as you prepare for the fast, um, get yourself a little feast and, and be ready for, for the fast that, that's an opportunity to encounter God more directly and immediately. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving, uh, we're going to link those those blogs after the podcast so that you can take a look. And uh, I'm going to encourage you to take a step forward. 